Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Where the Magic Happens. My name is Michelle, and on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the Sudanese Revolution. Hashtag, I am the Sudan Revolution. And I, I know I haven't posted an episode in quite a while. I've been really diving into a lot of research, educating myself on the history of Sudan and everything that's led up to the revolution that's happening at the moment. And because there, haven't, there hasn't been, well, in the beginning, there, were, there wasn't a lot of media coverage on this. Um, I wanted to be a part of the media that's covering it because it's so important to be there for other individuals globally. Um, and I want to bring awareness to you guys. I want to educate you guys. But before putting together an episode, I had to do intense research, digging and diving deeper into their history and understanding who these people are. And following a lot of um, Sudanese individuals on Instagram and Twitter and just wanting to keep up with everything that's been happening. So I'm so glad (laughs) that I can be a part of this revolution. Um, I wish I could afford to do more, but I really just want to inspire others and reach out and bring awareness to everything that's been happening because these people need us. We need to be there for them. And just as things happened in Germany and in Paris, we need to be there for them as well. Um, And I got so pissed with people like brushing Africa to the side, brushing Sudan to the side. And I got so pissed. I'm just like, what the fuck? So I've been a part of actively bringing awareness to it on Instagram and talking about it with friends. And I've been very appreciative of everybody um, on social media, other platforms and in the news who are finally covering it. I think the momentum Um, everybody has had the ball rolling, and the Sudanese people are so strong, peacefully protesting despite the massacre, the mass genocide, the rapes, everything that's been happening to them, um, at the moment, and the numbers, numbers are, like, keep climbing, but progress is progress, so I really hope there will be good news in the coming weeks, um, but as for now, I'm releasing this episode on June 22nd, because it's the global campaign to bring awareness to Sudan. So, hashtag ask me about Sudan. I can't wait to wear blue tomorrow. I can't wait to hopefully have a lot of you guys listening and caring. <laughs> hopefully empathizing and understanding what's going on and what more you can do as well. So, with all that being said, um, I'm going to dive into the geography, the history, before I really go into the um, revolution, the sit-in peaceful protest that has happened and that's continuing to happen at the moment. So I really hope I do you guys justice. I really hope I do the Sudanese people justice. I really hope that I've gathered a lot of this um, information and research together and can articulate this as best I can for all of you to understand and care and bring awareness to it. So um, with that being said, let's dive right into it. And thank you so much again for listening. So Sudan is at the northeast of Africa, bordering alongside the Red Sea, South Sudan, Chad, Egypt, Libya, Eritrea, and Ethiopia. And before I continue forward, I just want to say I'm really sorry if I'm butchering any names moving forward in this episode. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Yeah, I'm just so sorry. But back to what I was saying. Um, So Sudan is at the northeast of Africa, and Sudan has a very diverse diaspora, which means the dispersion of any people from their original homeland. I want to share with you guys the history of Sudan, its leaders, and what led to this revolution, 
to effectively help more and provide proper support in an an informed way. One Sudanese um, Instagrammer shared that we must recognize the mistakes we've made in the past in order to understand how we can create a better, a brighter future. And this kind of reminded me of a quote from Girl Meets World. Um, I know I always reference Girl Meets World and Boy Meets World, but I love that show so much. And Corey Matthews shares, don't let your history be one of missed opportunities. So I really hope you guys join us um, and be a part of this revolution. So Sudan was originally a British colony, but gained its independence in 1956. This sets the tone, just as this present protest is aiming for, for the next years of their history. Since 1956, Sudan struggled to develop as a free, independent, and democratic nation for many reasons, one being ruled under a 30-year 30 30 year rural military dictatorship under al-Bashir, also known to be Africa's oldest dictatorship. Damn, like fucking oldest. Um, under a military dictatorship, There are no freedoms, the military divides and conquers, enslaves, control, marginalizes, and oppresses people further, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And a lot about this podcast um, dives deeper into the subconscious, self-healing, self-growing, and tying into a lot of childhood traumas that happens in our lives that we have to heal from um, in our adult lives. And of course, more adds on, but that manifests in our behaviors and how we are and Um, how we hold ourselves back, how we move ourselves forward. And I just wanted to mention that because I want to just put into perspective that these individuals are going through trauma at the moment and they're going to have to heal from this mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So I really hope you guys can empathize with that and do what you can because it just, it hurts just feeling like I can't do more, but I know that bringing awareness to the situation is enough. Um... Oh, I just wish I could do more, but, um, yeah, so I'm going to add more of my emotional side of this to the, to the end of this episode so I can get through the history and what's happening at the moment. Um, so, um, so before Bashir took power in 1989, from 1969 to 1985, Sudan's first dictator, Anne Nymeri, was its president till he fell on April 6th. 1985. So in June 2011, it was announced that Sudan's state of South Kordofan's government would be Ahmed Haroun instead of liberal nominee Al-Hilu because there were claims of poll rigging. So armed forces took the state capital, Kadugli, and the people of the Nuba Mountains, who were the original ethnic group and inhabitants of this province, were forced to fled um, due to mass killings and ethnic cleansing, they had to leave their villages in hiding caves from bombings included. So general oppression, tribal and ethnic cleansing were all involved just as British colonizers carried out over the continent of Africa. And if you would like to learn and read more about that, you can look up the Nuba Mountains conflict. So in that same month and year, June 2011, on the 9th, South Sudan finally gained independence as the outcome of a 2005 peace deal that ended Africa's longest-running civil war. So an overwhelming majority of South Sudanese individuals voted in a January 2011 referendum to secede and become Africa's first new country since Eritrea split from Ethiopia in 1993. History shows how greedy a military dictator-run government operates from policies, strategies, and financial investments 
all of which would always be set up not for the people, not for the country, but to benefit their own in- their own self-interests. So since 2011, there have been about three attempts of peaceful uprising. In the September 2013 uprising, the government responded by shooting people dead in the street, which worked because it scared people enough to stop. On December 19, 2018, so last year, um, the revolution started, so not in April nor June 3rd, but December 19, 2018, when life was much harder than it was in 2013 during that first attempt. The standard and quality of life, even for the privilege, was plummeting, and the average citizen could not afford anything. Protests began in December and was considered to have been the spark to the revolution. So on this December 19th protest... It was led by high school students. High school students led this protest in response to the overnight charges and prices for school lunches doubling. So they were really the spark to the revolution. So in memory of them, they really were the fire of the revolution. And since then, it caught on to the rest of the forest being Sudan. So the protest gained momentum led by the SPA, the Sudanese Professionals Association, and this spread to Khartoum and other cities also calling for regime change. So clashes with police broke out and several protesters were killed. So on April 11th of this year, 2019, the military claimed it made Bashir step down as a result of the months of protest. Pro-democracy activists hoped for an immediate transition into a civilian-led government. However, Sudanese people fear that whatever elections the military holds will neither be free nor fair. Now, after Bashir was removed, the TMC, the Transitional Military Council, was created to take place. So the Transitional Military Council is made up of generals in the military who acted under Bashir and were hella close to him. And they stated, quote, they're not trying to take over power, but to oversee a transfer of power to transition into civilian-run government and do all things necessary to hold elections so a democratic person could be elected. After a course of two years with the military holding office, to which all the people called motherfucking bullshit because they continue to stall negotiations and don't agree with any of the protesters' demands. Like, that ass, that quote sounded amazing, but the TMC ain't doing that shit. So, of course, they're going to continue to protest. And also, also, why the fuck would I be waiting two years? Y'all can get your shit together. We can make elections and make this happen. Like, what the fuck? And I understand they want to create a democratic-run government, and that, that goes a lot into how to create that system within Sudan. So I understand the process, but electing a leader and immediately working on these democratic um, policies and movements, like, these this military, these bitches really... Ugh, I really want to smack them. So just to backtrack a bit, um, the country now is run by General Burhan, who is the head of this transitional military council. But the real mastermind in action is his second in command, General Hameti, who commanded the Janjaweed, which translates to devils on horseback and are made up of militias drawn from the nomadic Arab tribes in the region. He acted as commander to the 2003 Darfur genocide. This shows how much of an evil criminal he is. So before backing up to go back to explaining what the 
2003 Darfur genocide was. Um, I want to add in a bit more information about this Hemeti asshole. So he dropped out of primary school in third grade to trade camels across the borders in Libya and Egypt. In 2003, he became a Janjaweed emir, which translates to war chief, leading against neighboring villages. To justify joining the government-backed militias, he said the rebels had attacked a caravan of fellow camel traders. This was his life. This was his occupation before he even got involved with government. But he just decided to say and blame the rebels had attacked this caravan of fellow camel traders on their way to Libya. So allegedly killing 75 men and looting 3,000 camels. So this bitch be lying. In 2006, he was armed with new equipment and led several hundred men on a raid across the rebel-held area of North Darfur. The Janjaweed rammed non-Arab men with their pickup trucks and raped women in the name of Jihad. So going back to what happened in Darfur, the genocide in 2003, um, so Bashir was convinced by Darfuri Arab hardliners that turning their youths to militias would allow him to win. But by creating the Janjaweed and relentlessly empowering them under Hamedi, the Sudanese regime had created this monster it cannot control and who represents a security threat not only for Sudan, but also for its neighbors. So between 2003 to 2005, Hamedi was already a known warlord who would gradually become the Janjaweed's primary leader. During its first most intense years, the war in Darfur led to the deaths of several hundred thousand non-Arab civilians and displaced about two million people, earning Bashir an arrest warrant for genocide from the International Criminal Court. The Janjaweed were supported by the Khartoum government. This military dictatorship, they armed them and gave air support. And now, Hamedi was picked to lead the RSF, Rapid Support Forces, which is basically just a rebranded name for the Janjaweed. So, as he's heading the RSF at the moment, he is also cozy with Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, both of which supplied him with $3 billion as he basically leads control over the TMC and RSF. He deadass doesn't give a shit about other people. Again, the government, the militia, all self-interests by exploiting other humans. In 2016, the EU began cooperation with Sudan to curb migration flows, the refugee and migrant crisis. And just to note the difference between migrant and immigrants, um, migrants are from within the country who choose to move about from one place to another. So the RSF played this game where they would fill their cars with migrants whom they sold to Libyan traffickers who then often jail these people in torture houses. Since the fall of Libyan dictator Gaddafi in 2011, migrants in Libya were tortured till they could be in contact with all their relatives and convince them to pay a ransom to set them free. And those who couldn't pay were turned into slaves and probably still are at the moment. And on Sudanese TV, Hamedi claimed to be acting on behalf of the EU, which he also threatened with reopening the border if he was not paid a ransom for his hard work. Um, this Khartoum process involves Europe displacing refugees in Sudan, and yeah, this should really be happening to them. So they paid millions in aid to African government and nonprofits to um, keep Africans in Africa, and 
The pay goes to Border Control, which includes RSF, Rapid Support Forces, which again, Hemeti leads, abusing refugees, masked under the words as assisting Europe, which is in complete violation of international refugee laws. If the words that I'm sharing sound familiar, I am quoting Hassan Minhaj on Netflix. If you guys want to check it out, he does go into the history and what's been going on with it, which includes comedy. So if you want to like check that out, I mean, check it out after this episode. But <laughs> if you want to already, you can. But um, a lot of the things I'm sharing and the research I'm gathering um, is like a thesis project um, that you would do in school. I just can't tell you constantly what I'm putting into quotations, hence why I'm going to be including like a works cited page in my description so um anybody who who's written these articles and all that jazz please don't sue me i'm just trying to bring awareness and with all the gathered information i put together in my own words and in the words that were just so well articulated by others um so yeah um so on the anniversary of the fall of Namiri, the first dictator of Sudan who fell in 1985, on April 6th, 2019, the SPA tells people to meet at General Command's military headquarters in Khartoum to conduct a sit-in till demands are met and government falls. So people from cities across the country sat in at their own military headquarters to show mass rejection of Bashir's government. People came from outside Khartoum and Sudan to join and live there and sat in. So April 11th, Bashir is forced out of power by the military, who is now to be the TMC alongside the RSF. So this sit-in in Khartoum was scheduled for June 3rd, 2019. The SPA, the Sudanese Professionals Association, is the umbrella group of unions that has been heading these protests since December. They urged the Sudanese people to continue the general strike as part of a civil disobedience campaign to press the military. They posted videos and photos on social media, including deserted streets, closed shops, and businesses. They urged people to close roads again, rebuild dismantled barricades across the country, and avoid clashes with the RSF. So the sit-in was outside the military's headquarters, and activists say professionals included bankers, doctors, air traffic control staff, pilots, electrical engineers, and economists, all of whom have been targeted by intelligence services in what they say is an obvious attempt to break the strike. So the council, the TMC, has been committing war crimes and other human rights violations, ignoring this call for civil disobedience by the SPA to transition from a military dictatorship to a civilian-run government. The TMC fails to meet protester demands, which includes civilian rule, ending the militias, and women's rights, because they've dealt with decades of oppression with no legal protections. So, on the last day of Ramadan, Eid al-Fatir, a.k.a. Festival of the Breaking of the Fast, or Feast of Fast Breaking, people fasting and chanting during the sit-in were resilient despite the heat and the struggle. Eid is from the evening of June 3rd to the evening of June 4th, uh, which is the religious holiday during which many people, unfortunately, were raped and killed. So, during this June 3rd sit-in, protesters were removed from the site, which cancels out any talks with the generals of the TMC, who again curate the RSF. Some protesters fled underground, fearing arrest, and leaders changed tack and called for a general strike, a campaign of civil disobedience in an effort to reassure the military back down. All these protesters wanted at the capital sit-in was talks with the military, but they were silenced. Whips were used, tear gas, snipers... 
to shoot, beat, arrest, rape, murder, and throw bodies into the fucking Nile. The hospital in Khartoum recorded more than 70 cases of rape in aftermath of attack on protest. And it had me also kind of thinking, like, all the abortions that are going to have to happen as well, unfortunately. Um, I'm not saying unfortunately to the idea of abortion. It's just fortunate that there's so many individuals that have been raped and now have to um, go through the... Well, having to go through an abortion, but hopefully, like, these doctors have the resources in order to go about that process. And... Um, you can also donate to the emergency emergency medical aid fund on GoFundMe. Um, that's what I donated to, so that's what really aids the doctors over there, the SPA. So if you guys want to do that, hopefully that go- comes through for them. Um, I'm really just hoping that the like okay, I'm gonna go further into the internet blackout later, but like I just really want to learn more once the internet turns back on. I'm just thinking about all the information we're gonna get from all the Sudanese people that have been recording this, that have been, like, um, taking notes, ready to share this with the world, even more information that's been unable to be released. So I can't wait for when that happens because there's a lot, a lot that's happening that we all don't necessarily know. So, um, so going back to what I was saying, 700 people were attacked and 100 people were killed in the sit-in in sexual violence. Stores were closed and streets were empty throughout Khartoum and in the neighboring city of Omdurman. The TMC, so now I'm going to get into it. So the TMC then turned off the internet. So the internet was near total blackout because they don't want evidence getting out. So more statistics include 500 killed, 732 people injured, 650 people arrested, 48 women raped, 6 men raped, 1,000 missing, and numbers are still climbing. And just a reminder, the RSF reportedly received Saudi Arabia and Emirati's supports, including money and weapons. The TMC showed no signs of meeting further protester demands, including the council, to agree to international investigation of the mass killings and ending the internet blackout so protesters may regroup and do a lot more. And the General Omar from the ruling TMC said the technique of closing the roads and building barricades is a fully-fledged crime as it deprives people from going about their normal lives and blamed the Declaration of Freedom and Change, a coalition of pro-democracy groups, for all the regrettable events in the past day. So this bitch said the military and the RSF reinforced their presence across the country to restore life back to normal. Make it make motherfucking sense because protesters are not only having to deal with them, but are trying to to engage in negotiations with forces of freedom and change, who again are an organization representing the people made up of SPA and other political opposition parties and civil societies organizations known altogether as SFC. So while quote unquote negotiations happen, said... TMC, um, violent attempts on protesters have not stopped in Khartoum and Darfur. TMC is basically the face to the same old regime. 
So, Hamedi also shared and described how in April, Bashir asked him and other military leaders to open fire on protesters, accusing protesters of being drug addicts and stating he could not tolerate them continuously, quote, blocking the streets. He positions reportedly 9,000 soldiers already in Khartoum and 4,000 who came from Darfur, backed by some of the same Darfur Arab politicians who created the Janjaweed 16 years ago. If they rise to hold power, it would threaten to steal the revolution from the people and transform Sudan from a military regime into a a militia state and replace Islamism with Arab supremacy. And this Bashir regime failed to abide by its international commitments to disarm the Janjaweed to begin with. So... Fuck them. But Hamedi and TMC admitted to all of what they're doing, just with shitty excuses. So the US, UK, and other outside governments have been passive, and the UN scheduled talks, but China and Russia bounced the fuck out, and nothing is being done. It's just a scheduled event that's being brushed aside on the agenda. Brushed aside, it's not even on the agenda. So... The only, the only organic firm that I'm aware of, the only organic firm stance is from the African Union um, because they threatened to suspend memberships of Sudan's oiler from the AU if they don't give power back to the civilians. So in comes Sisi, dictator from Egypt, um, who spoke to the AU and said, hey, give these guys an extension of 60 days. So... 60 days pass, the deadline comes, and nothing changes, so now Sudan is suspended from the African Union. And a lot of Sudanese individuals have been saying that the UN should be acting on strong condemnation for the support Saudi, Egypt, and UAE are giving to the TMC, and that the Saudi and UAE are Arab states with invested interests in Sudan at the expense of its own people. And of course, the US doesn't want to you know mingle in this one because of its relations with saudi arabia and oil and as hassan minhaj shares the second anybody says oil the u.s gets horny so in sudan the vast agricultural land is of interest for saudi arabia and also the war on yemen where they receive a lot of sudanese child soldiers child soldiers i just want to emphasize that in case you missed that the first time and the UAE and Saudi are fighting with RSF, um, and Egypt is a military gov- government, so they obviously also are against the revolution. Long story short, everything is connected, and you never know what your country may be involved with, some sh- shisty-ass shit, so you never know. <sighs> so what I'm trying to say is don't let the Sudanese people be silenced, so spread this awareness, because this is complete bullshit. So, on a lighter note, or as light as it can get, I just want to share some positive information on the diversity and women of these protests. So, the women have been at the forefront of these protests. Sudan is made up of diverse ethnic groups with Arab majority all coming together to overthrow Bashir. 63% are under 25. 43% are under 15. So, a lot of people are in our generations. Hassan Minhaj shared that these demographics show that there's 
an immense shaping of an entire generation in the coming years. A country for 63 years that gained independence in 1956 under British and Egypt rule. So on the Patriot Act in his episode, he speaks to Marina Heal, a Sudanese national living in New York, who was a part of the protest in December. So she marched alongside her family. She shared that young people discuss a lot of protest life hacks and... She also was in prison, and at the time, she was optimistic of military talks till recent events. There's also this image you may have seen of a young woman standing atop a car in her white robe, which is a callback to the clothing worn by women in the 60s, 70s, and 80s when they marched against military dictatorships. Among thousands of protesters on the streets of capital Khartoum, meet 22-year-old architect student who's being called the Lady Liberty of Sudan, Ala Salah, she's leading the protests against the government in Sudan. There's been a high percentage of women protesters and, quote, the bullet doesn't kill. What kills is the silence of people. This is the most common phrase used in these protests initiated by Ala Salah herself. And I love this quote. This bullet doesn't kill. What kills is the silence of people. So I love my friends who've been having discussions with me and learning more about this, even without me like addressing it or sharing it with them um, on social media, but them just wanting to find out more from themselves the second they saw a blue profile picture show up. So that made me really happy because it's true. Like, what kills is the silence of people. And the AFP news agency reported, Sudan Military Council admits ordering the dispersal of the sit-in. The same dispersal that led to more than 100 confirmed dead bodies dumped in the Nile, dozens of women and men raped, hundreds beaten and arrested. So with their intentions to have that internet blackout because they don't want any of the evidence to come out, they admitted to it. And of course, it's all been happening no gaslighting anybody because deadass it's been happening and you can see it on facebook lives and on twitter and on instagram um because what does what is released to the internet from sudan um is any information or footage that can be shared if somebody uses their vpns so to recap um i'm gonna be quoting um on instagram at bs on blast because she articulates it so perfectly and she's been giving so many updates day to day of what's been going on in Sudan. She is Sudanese herself and I love that she's constantly doing this. Um, So if you're listening, thank you for educating me. Um, But I'm going to quote you. So she shares that Sudanese people just want freedom, peace, and justice. They want the opportunity and right to choose their own government. They want to be able to build and develop their country the way they see fit the way they choose they want to be equal as citizens regardless of tribe of religion of gender of socioeconomic and status they want to live in equal opportunity to build develop thrive and succeed that's not too much to ask and i love that she shares that the sudan uprising is happening across sudan and it's not because bread went up it's not just because there's gas scarcity and that went up too like, yes, there are reasons, but that those aren't the main reasons. They're more like catalysts to talking about 30 years of policies that worked actively against the people at the expense of the people. And you can see that when South Sudanese gained their independence and broke away from Sudan. You can see that from Darfur and more. And she also shares that it's worse outside of Khartoum because it's city centralized. So healthcare, any sort of service and education is only available in Khartoum to have access to 
not only that, but inflation is also up. So December 19th in Atbara, again, this was the high school students who were all shot because their lunch prices were doubled and they decided to take a stand, um, which should be commended, not fucking abused. But yeah, so again, that was a very symbolic event and people have been able to share more information from VPNs to gain access to internet and messaging sites. But it's not easy to gain these VPNs because in Sudan it's so expensive to um, to access, even for the privileged. So now I'm going to be talking about the global response, um, some celebrities involved, and what it means to be blue for Sudan. So one tweet shared that three reasons why the Sudan massacres and humanitarian crisis aren't receiving the global attention it deserves is, because, is for three reasons. One, the victims are African. Two, the victims are black. And three, the victims are Muslim. Um, the only Western outlets that have been actively um, following this revolution have been from the BBC and the New York Times, Channel 4, and other outlets, many of which have been under um, Sudanese journalists and writers. And I think that's amazing, as well as BBC being a very unbiased um, news station. So before I get into more about Blue for Sudan, I want to read, I'm going to read this all random out of order, the quotes that I've been finding on Twitter and online, because it just, it just speaks so many volumes to what's been going on. And um, other individuals I've met in life who wanted to be silent about this or told me to be silent about this. If you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. Because we are talking about corruption, oppression, genocide, massacre, injustice. Um, And a lot of this awareness, I feel as though, may have come from Rihanna. So thank you, Rihanna, uh, because she brought a lot of awareness to this in her tweet where she shares, quote, The Janjaweed are killing, injuring, and raping peaceful protesters reacted viciously to the people calling for a democratic government. They're shooting people's houses, raping women, burning bodies, throwing them in the Nile like vermin, torturing the people, urinating on them, making them drink sewage water, terrorizing the streets, and stopping Muslims going to Eid prayer. There's an internet blackout. Please share, raise awareness. So I think this is amazing. And again, um, with what I'm doing with this episode, I wanted to get a lot of information from many different outlets and people because I want to convey the proper information because um as bs on blast shares it's important to have proper information to support with context or else it's unproductive awareness it's unproductive support so it's so amazing that so many people do care even george clooney um george clooney and john prendergast wrote the u.s has tools to combat corruption and human rights abuses in sudan it's time to use them george clooney and his father were also arrested at the sudan embassy in dc for civil disobedience during a protest to want of a humanitarian crisis he and his father were arrested and then later they were released on bail but i think that's so amazing um that he was actively acting on it so now going into the meeting behind blue for sudan um at how do you at salam an instagram influencer i follow shared that at matar 77 was murdered by the rapid support forces she shares my best friend was in hiding on june 2nd and that's the last time i spoke to him 
He was missing for four days, and when I got in touch with him, he said I was caught, beaten, and abused, and humiliated, and arrested, and had my phone confiscated from me. I'm injured currently. This is Mohammed Matar. He was shot while reportedly shielding two women from armed militia during a sit-in demonstration in Sudan. And changing blue profile pictures started with his family and friends, and now it's spread. So blue now has become a symbol of solidarity. So the story behind hashtag Blue for Sudan started as a tribute by the friends and family of Mohammed Hashim Matar, who was killed by the RSF. Blue was his favorite color, specifically this shade of blue. Um, I'm quoting at bebo.barrow. 2152C, that's the shade of blue. So it was his profile picture for years. His loved ones changed their display picture to hashtag Matar Blue, and today it became a symbol for all the martyrs that have lost their precious lives at the Sudan massacre by the RSF. It became a symbol for Sudan and the color of the hashtag Sudan Revolution. Today, the world is painted blue in solidarity and to spread awareness about Sudan. What I learned from this um, is that, like, I'm tired. I don't know if I'm saying this right, but I'm genuinely just, I wrote, like, I'm tired of underdeveloped countries being underdeveloped. Um, I'm tired of the way people see underdeveloped countries and feeling like it's so far out of reach to even care or give attention to or even educate or even entertain ourselves with like these individuals art culture and their history like as if it's like another boring history class like no like I'm tired of feeling that way feeling like I'm just tired like not feeling that way but like just it's genuinely being their underdeveloped countries are being seen as underdeveloped because they are and I'm just tired of them being underdeveloped I wish we could do more so this kind of reminded me of second grade so um in second grade one of my goals um as an actress or in life is to be able to afford enough so I can work well get to know Ellen be on her show and then pitch her the idea to work with her and then at the time when extreme house um extreme home makeover yeah extreme home makeover was such a hit work with Ellen and the extreme homemaker crew to um build communities for the homeless so I had a lot of domestic plans but I also have a lot of global plans now that I would love to take part in so I'm glad that brought this to the surface because I definitely want to strive to get to that space and I can't wait when I become an actress again I'll be an actress to enjoy it for my inner self but also I can't wait to be able to do a lot of good in the world and I really really hope that I get to that place in my life as young as I hope I do in my 20s so that I can just get the ball rolling for people so um yeah so I also so like I don't usually like to draw these comparisons um but it is urgent so I'm quoting a lot more quote a lot of the tweets I'm sharing now are all gonna be quoted so everything I'm saying moving forward is our tweets so again plagiarism don't sue me but anyway um so someone wrote Minutes after it started burning, Notre Dame was splashed across front pages and all over news bulletins around the world. Within days, one billion was raised for restoration. Meanwhile, there's a government-led massacre in Sudan that has taken the lives of 500 innocent people, including children, and it's barely receiving any news coverage. It's heartbreaking to realize the architecture seems the architecture seems to have more value than human lives. The media's selective empathy is appalling. It is our duty to raise awareness. The Notre Dame fire, 
Zero kills, three injured, one empty building on fire. Global response, intensive media coverage, public grief, and outrage, one billion donated. And this doesn't mean their feelings aren't valid. I had this discussion with somebody, but it doesn't mean that their individuals aren't valid. The whole point of this comparison is to show the response and the aftermath healings given and the reasons as to why it's given to a first world country and not to the Sudanese revolution, the massacres, the genocide that's been happening. And for more statistics to add... The Sudanese massacres, 500 killed, 732 injured, 650 arrested, 54 raped, 1,000 missing, 118 bodies dumped into the River Nile, and the numbers increase. The internet blackout has stopped news from reaching outside. The social media campaign is spreading both solidarity and awareness. When a man-made building was burned down months ago, the world was in panic, hurting in pain for the history that was lost. But where are the tears for the men and women in Sudan? in our world who are being raped and killed we are selfish to think a building is worth more than a life a lot of songs i've been listening to have included where is love by black eyed peas a change is going to come by sam cook and one of my favorites especially for this revolution has been speechless by naomi scott from the film aladdin and it's the speechless part two reprise because it's so powerful and it's exactly how i feel and i wish i could be a great singer because it's everything that these people are screaming and the words to this song I just feel like it's so in tune with what's happening with the revolution I've been listening to this song on repeat and wishing that I could do more and more every day um and educate myself and update and share constantly to my social medias also, one thing that I saw on social media, it was more so for veganism, but I am going to apply to this because it also can apply, but the one individual shared quote we came here because we've seen an injustice and felt compelled to do something about it bitch yes exactly thank you and that can apply to a lot of the injustices that happen in the world and i've been learning a lot i've been learning a lot not only about what's been going on but what more i want to do in the future and also like to people who won't use what's at their fingertips like stop making excuses there have been so many excuses made by people um sad to say also but also like white people but fuck yeah gosh like i hate all these excuses like you either care or you don't it's like i said from the tweets i just shared selective empathy and it's really unfortunate and again i always consider people's upbringing where they're coming from and even back in the day when i even was conditioned to not care for africa but to be to hear the words like oh it is what it is but knowing that you're not trying to change it knowing that we can especially as adults is crazy so i'm really proud and glad that i'm very empathetic and have been actively on the ball with this with educating myself and sharing constantly about what's been going on in sudan um because i was like i never want to be that ignorant i never want to choose to not do anything about it especially when like there's so many people who are talking about it and you want to support them but don't show the actions moving towards that because of these bullshit excuses like some people gotta get over themselves or just stop with the celebrity oriented news and start sharing what's been going on in the world um actually what one instagrammer so she's also sudanese manal.nala i love her she as well as bs on blast so i've been following their like their instagrams and educating myself also with their content but I love that she shared this. She said she shared that it would be so much more fun if social media was used 
to educate ourselves on what's going on in the world. I think that would be a lot of fun. And Um, I'm going to share more about what she shares um, later on. But I also wanted to say that I had a friend reach out to me and he said it's literally because people don't give a flying fuck about Africa or the Middle East, which is true. Hence the first tweet I read, African, Muslim, and Black. Um, And Western outlets are more than capable to cover and awareness manifests big differences and reaches more of the right people to care and take action that's why it's so important to spread awareness because you can also reach the right people who can take action and also what i've learned is this zimbabwe shutdown so now the internet has been shut down by the government in zimbabwe as they unleashed the military to go on a killing spree in their capital so the regime doesn't want the world to know People are being killed, and people are unable to reach their families and their loved ones as the government has blocked internet and social media. So if the brutal torture of unarmed citizens is justified, why not let the world see? People have been silenced, and we should not allow these governments to let them be silenced. Don't silence them, too. And it's crazy. You just saw Sudan shutting their internet down now in Zimbabwe. Imagine what more is going to create a domino effect. We don't want that to happen. And I think that there's been a lot of good with the blue for sudan movement and i'm gonna go into that again i keep saying later but um there's more i want to add so what you guys can do is spread awareness change your profile pictures to blue if you need the blue um to screenshot you can look under the hashtags on instagram or you can message me and i'll send you guys the photo um you can Donate to the right organizations, so be careful because there have been scams. So the Emergency Medical Fund on GoFundMe has been amazing. And um, you can also, so you can call your senators, your representatives, and reach out to them. Or if you have social anxiety about talking over the phone like I do, uh, what I did was I texted like a resist bot. So you can find this online. There's like a resist bot. So you use your text messaging to write a letter to your local um, governor, senators, representatives, and... Whatever you share in your letter will be emailed to them, which is amazing, like all in text. Like there's nothing, there's nothing where you have to involve yourself in speaking over the phone because, oh God, I'm so bad at that. (laughs) But um, yeah, also like sharing what you're sharing awareness to, make sure you're sharing also credible information and understanding again the history of Sudan and why it's happening and educating yourself um and again who this blue for sudan is a memory for mohammed matar and so many more individuals um i love also at sarah x curls because she was just straight up saying how a six-year-old went to a mosque to celebrate eid and got raped by 10 men i'm gonna quote her for the rest of the way as i said earlier but um we need to start raising awareness of what's going on in the world wi-fi cut off landlines controlled they can't communicate with their family and society is choosing to ignore things like this and how can you see this online and choose not to post choose not to spread awareness choose not to pray first world problems compared to things like this are literally nothing worrying about your hair anything more literally nothing dying getting raped losing family separation some kids are out there who don't even know where their moms and dads are and where their families are do you understand how crazy that is i want to say this in her voice but i want i'm like um it's late at night my parents are sleeping underneath my room and the walls are thin so I can't yell this out but I wish I could but um she said if I if I can if I can speak up about this why can't you large platforms and medias and those at home should be able to do this acknowledge large platforms who are so 
more platforms I'm going to acknowledge is Andrea Russett, Demi Lovato, New Minds Frame, and Amy the Vegan, all on Twitter. Um, and also, from all of this happening, like, spreading awareness, I, I believe in the universe, and I believe in the law of attraction, and I believe that the more energy and attention we share and give Sudan, the more can happen, um, because that's how the law of attraction works, and I believe in it, and a lot of people do, and if a lot of energy and momentum is drawn towards them, a lot of good can come from this, and hopefully soon, and so Manal.Nala on Instagram shares, to those of you wondering what's the point, social media changing profile pictures, spreading awareness on timeline or stories for followers to see, that is enough. Bringing awareness to the situation rather than giving a blind eye, then the military could get away with more bullshit, hence the internet blackout. So diminishing media power, they think they will gain power to control and torture these people. So take the time to sign a petition, and if that's all you do, then thank you, that is enough. You are bringing awareness to the situation, and you are being aware of the situation, and that is enough. And how you react to situations is what defines you and shows what you stand for. She also said in response to people saying, Sudan news not being covered in Western news because stations don't overlap, she said, that is ridiculous. American news overlaps all the time. That's just an excuse for them to just not post about important matters except which celebrity did and what celebrity did. It's just, it's sad. So I shout out everyone who's sharing awareness and changing their profile pictures because silence is lethal. The first step in making society better is caring about things that don't affect you directly. Honestly, how lucky are we to live in a time where we can witness history being made from the other side of the planet to be able to support and spread the word of the people when every outlet attempts to silence them. There's a humanitarian crisis going on. And also what I love in the Slum Flowers book is, quote, if you feel a weird bit of guilt slash discomfort after sharing good news, you're sharing yourself with the wrong person. And I love I love that quote because to be silenced is deadly. Other quotes involve, like, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Also, Sudan is made up of people with Arab descent, African descent, Nubian, and Beja. Yes, we may all look different and have different ethnic backgrounds and skin colors, But if this revolution is to succeed, we can't see each other as different in a bad way. This is a revolution for all of those in Sudan. There is no room for discrimination or tribalism. Let's get rid of a dictatorship and all the things they use to divide us. We are above it. We are above racism slash tribalism. Give Sudan the same energy y'all gave the empty building in Paris. Social media would be a much better place if people gave a shit and educated and helped each other out with what's going on in the world. At Hijab Glamour shares our little brothers would like to help bring awareness to sudan it is so heartbreaking that our beloved country is suffering we want peace and justice for sudan many people are getting killed in the most brutal ways by the gingerweed children women and men are being raped in the streets of our country bodies are floating in nile river the internet is shut down and we are unable to keep in touch with our loved ones doctors can't even help those who are injured or dying our deepest condolences to the heroes who lost their lives during this ongoing massacre May Allah help the Sudanese people and please keep them in your prayers and we hope to see a better future for Sudan. In addition to the Zimbabwe um, situation that's been happening also, in Yemen, I also learned that an entire population of Yemen is expected to die by the end of this year. The international community is silent 
So where are all the billionaires? Where are all the saviors that donated over a billion in aid to a burning building? This is critical. The risk of famine could impel 22 million people. The population of Yemen is 29 million. It's estimated that by the end of 2019, 14 million people will die from starvation. That's nearly half the population. How is this not top news? That's what's baffling me. It's funny how the TMC keeps sharing that they're being falsely misrepresented by the media. Um, yeah, great job countering this false narrative with facts from these photos and videos that's been sharing. Another quote from Lady Gaga that I love is, Fight and push harder for what you believe in. You'd be surprised. You are much stronger than you think. Which I also, she applies elsewhere, but I also apply here. Which may not apply directly to this, but I want to apply directly to this. And at expatmom underscore UAE shares, This is not a tribe on tribe type blue. This is not a political party on political party type blue. This is not a civil war type blue. This is not an OMG another fitna type blue. This is a different hue of blue. They are nothing but people who are like you and me. People we went to school with. People who were our neighbors. People we laughed with. You know, your everyday Thai people, people like Matar above, they are from different tribes, different religions, different races, different socioeconomic statuses, different parties. They were Arabs, they were Africans, some had other citizenships, British or American or, or connected and beautifully united, who peacefully tried to say, we want a better life, we can do much better than that. People who wanted a noble life to create, to build, to inspire, and aspire to be anything they wanted to be. Better schools, better hospitals, better research labs for a country that is rich with resources and rich with talented peoples to spread across the globe. A noble life to enjoy these gifts and share it with the rest of the world. Human beings are inherently selfish and so many of them care nothing of our humanitarian efforts. Says an Aquarius, to anybody who has Aquarius placements in their birth chart, I have many Aquarius placements in my birth chart, and yes, I agree to this. Like, why the fuck? Y'all don't care of our humanitarian efforts. Don't want to support signing these petitions. But um, shout out to all the people in my life who have been supporting and educating themselves. I love you guys. Hope you're still listening to this. Um, hopefully this last bit, this last portion of the episode has been so much all over the place because I definitely want to get the history and then the sit-in, the revolution that's been happening, and then kind of this jumble of tweets and information just all gathered together and outlined. And yes, it kind of might be all over the place for the Twitter portion and the global response, but there's so much happening from so many different directions. So I just kind of want to share everything that I've been reading and what people have been sharing just so you're aware of what's been said, what's been shared, what's going on. So again, check your Twitters, Instagrams. And with that being said, I'm going to continue. So if you want to listen to the rest of the podcast, I love you guys. And if not, um, I hope you guys are being educated and have learned a lot and can spread this awareness. But it's not over. I'm going to continue. So um, at New Mind Frame shares, if you only speak up when the masses are on your side, you get no respect. And I don't want to hear no better late than never shit spare me yes we all awaken at different times but it's easy to spot a fraud and i love that she shares this i literally like i had to cut out another friend in my life everything everything she shares every time something she says she says she starts she shares something it aligns with what's going in my life when i read this i'm like wow you said it so perfectly because i too would always be like you know people awaken at different times though but she's like girl no better late than never that's spare me yes people awaken at different times but it's easy to spot a fraud when they show no action despite 
whatever they're trying to say as if they actually empathize or care when they don't. I think it was Greta Thunberg. I'm sorry if I'm butchering names or not remembering them correctly, but there's um, another quote again from veganism, but can also apply here is quote, you do not listen to science because you are only interested in the answers that will allow you to do nothing at all. Preach, bitch. Yes. Shout out to these haters. Also, there was another funny spiel at Mo Dutch 85 um, where he does like a little snippet comedic video about the West be like, he was like, another Western country has been hit by Islamic terrorists. Change your pro picks to a Western flag. This is important news, okay? While he's saying this, um, he was interrupting another news anchor who was saying another Middle Eastern country has been attacked by terrorists and how Western countries just take that over and think it's more important to talk about their own domestic Islamic affairs rather than the Islamic affairs abroad where people are being terrorized and killed in these Middle Eastern and African countries. So selective empathy is basically what I'm trying to say. Also, other tweets I love, like Mad Burns, deadass, I love you people, like, um, somebody said, just want to know why all the pro-lifers and all lives matter people are so quiet all of a sudden, hashtag Sudan. And also somebody commented and responded, have you noticed too that like 95% of the people that posted about Notre Dame haven't said shit about Sudan? And that's when I wrote, black lives matter too, brown lives matter too, Muslim lives matter too, African lives matter too, Sudanese lives matter too, hashtag I am the Sudan revolution. Because we know what it's like to be at the mercy of the military while the world ignores the atrocities, let's take a moment to stand in solidarity with the people of Sudan, Sudanese lives matter. I love this quote from James Baldwin. James Baldwin shares, we can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. So with all that being said, I'm going to move into the art movement, which reflects the trauma in Sudan. So I'm almost done, you guys. Hang in there. Um, but I think this is very important to share. Quote, how much did they pay you for you to turn it into blood? Moham Faye singing at an arts night at the sit-in on May 23rd, 2019. Mohammed, among others, were brutally beaten and arrested during the deadly operation that dismantled the two-month mass pro-democracy protest site on June 3rd. More than 100 people were killed, dumped in the Nile, and still missing. Dozens of men and women raped, injured by RSF and regime forces. Since then, the RSF continued to terrorize and kill civilians in the capital and in Darfur, empowered by Saudi Arabia and the UAE. Um, Yusra El-Bagir, reporter for Channel 4 News, article written in Vogue by Sudanese women, shares that the sit-in was just magical. It was a hub of arts and culture and a sanctuary to so many. It was something me and my friends who are under 30 and have never seen a Sudan without former President al-Bashir had ever experienced. Women were celebrated, surprising because they had been vilified for so long. It became this way Kandaki, meaning Nubian queen, which became the term of the Sudanese women revolutionaries. At some points, it felt too good to be true, but at others, it felt like it was going to be the people's place forever. Mohammed al-Masri lost his hand during the rise of the revolution in December 2018. A few weeks later, he was back demonstrating for freedom, peace, and justice. And there are some artistic works honoring this hero. Before the blood, there was more blood. Before a short while, there was music. There was light and fresh air and a poem at every turn. 
there were strangers in love, in community, in freedom, in service. For a short while, we were light years ahead of everything. Hashtag Sudan Uprising. I know you're just now tuning in, but this revolution is six months strong. We have been living the most painful and magical days of our lives. We're in the business of future making, and I don't know what the elevator pitch version of that could possibly be. Sudan Revolution. We are more than a trauma. Sudan is diverse, creative, beautiful, aware, rich in culture, color, and strong. Sudan is a force to be reckoned with. There were TED Talks, which is... There, there were TED Talks about the Western world and third world countries. And somebody commented, this is why I have a feeling the lack of effort being put in to help Sudan is because if they crumble, the Western world gains. The BBC covered Sudan's young musicians' hopes and fears for the future. Young Justice, a.k.a. Maman, Madi Ali Mandi, Sudanese artist born and raised, um, shared like amazing music and their experiences being a part of the revolution. So if you guys want to check that out, it's online. Go check it out. And also another article by Khalid Albay, he shared, We used our art to fight. Now we need it to heal us. Emotional health addresses our trauma, especially with the self-censorship enforced by the government. I don't want, quote, third world countries to seem and feel so far away from us that strips away its importance and realities because this shit is real. So on June 22nd, when this episode is released, the global campaign will be going on to raise awareness about Sudan's uprising. And as an update, on June 19th, 2019, so a couple of days ago, um, at Yusra Al-Bagir, they share that night protests, night protests and workers' sit-ins have been erupting across the country over the last few days. Nothing compared to the scale of the Hartum sit-in, but growing in size each day shows Sudan's resilience. Also, the flags that you see at this revolution, um, the red, white, black, and the green triangle is Sudan's current flag from the 1970s, which reflects the shift to Arab-centric, then African. And the blue, yellow, green flag represents Sudan's independence, January 1st, 1956, freedom from colonial Britain. Blue represents the Nile, yellow, the desert, and green, the agriculture. It's more inclusive, and it was also designed by a woman, Asir Demeki. Other updates um, have been the TMC plan to continue the internet blackout for three months, which would cause great damage to their economy, which proves how egocentric the military government caters to their own needs than the needs of their people. They don't realize, or maybe they do, but don't give a fuck, that they would lose around $1 billion. The internet has been shut down since events June 3rd to prevent their evidence of the massacre from being shared. TMC does not care to protect the interests of the country, the people, just themselves. So, the Sudan 6 main issues that need urgent action from the international community include 1. International pressure for immediate handover approved by the forces of freedom and change, a legit force of the revolution. 2. Withdrawal of RSF militias and paramilitary groups from main cities. 3. International independent investigation of June 3rd massacre at army headquarters sit-in and crimes against humanity on civilians since start of the revolution. 4. Aid for victims of government attack on unarmed civilians. 5. Immediate release of all political detainees. 6. Immediate end to internet blackout. 
at Ahab the Beast shares on Insta, the SPA released timetables which includes neighborhoods, revolution committees in the capital and all states of Sudan to form discussion panels to speak about the country to spread awareness by holding protests where the Janjaweed militias can't reach them, just to raise awareness and to educate what's going on with the revolution with updates and more. There was also another statement shared that if any negotiations are made with the TMC, it would be treason of the revolution and the people who lost their lives. Instead of negotiations, they need just immediate democracy. People are also gaining momentum alongside the diaspora campaigns, um, which pressures the four warlords, which are meant to be turned over to the ICC. The prosecutor statement said they should be handed over condemning their violence, so basically including their whole clan. So the Blue for Sudan is thriving, and now the call for action on June 22nd is here to go. So wear blue and signs that say, ask me about Sudan. So I hopefully was and informative, somewhat entertaining professor sharing all of this information. Um, I maybe sound like a Mr. Feeney or not, but I hope I kept your attention spans. I hope I interested you guys i hoped i did justice for you guys and the sudanese people and educating you guys bringing awareness and sharing what more you can do again going from geography their history june 3rd to what's going on now so and all the tweets and celebrities and the involvement globally that's been shared with you guys that i just muffled and jumbled all over together so i know that was all over the ending part but hopefully i kept you guys here till the end and um yeah I know I which I said I would share my emotional part in the end but I think the more you could tell how um I guess monotone or stern my voice is the more like the emotion kind of went away I've been crying on my own time because of everything that's been happening and educating myself and watching videos and just feeling like I wish I could just do more I really wish I could so I really hope that this podcast episode does justice for all of you guys listening. Um, again, I really hope that I articulated everything correctly. Um, I'm going to include all the references in the description below. And I hope I did also justice in the time frame of everything. Hopefully I didn't confuse or lose anybody um, listening and... Um, I'm sorry again for butchering any names. Hopefully everything made sense. Hopefully I just shared everything in the right order and everything makes sense. Um, so I apologize if I didn't do better at this. I did my best. Um, believe me, I spent hours and weeks working on this. So I really hope I did do justice for you guys and for Sudan. So Hashtag, I am the Sudanese revolution, I am the Sudan revolution, and I hope you guys will be a part of this global movement, and yeah, so thank you again for listening to another episode of Where the Magic Happens. My name is Michelle, and I'll see you guys next time, and let me know, Instagram me at Adventure She Craves or at Vegan She Craves or at my podcast at Where the Magic Happens POD to let me know what you're doing, what you've been learning and any more questions you may have or if you would like the links to other Sudanese Instagrammers.
who would be better at answering your questions, let me know. Slide into my DMs and I want to help out as best I can. Um, I want to actively follow this in the months to come because I really do care about the people. I really do care about what's going on in Sudan. And um, yeah, I hope I did enough for you, everybody. So thank you so much. This has been a joy to share with you guys and to learn about. So yes, I'm going to end the episode now. So thank you again so much for listening and tune in next time. Um, So yeah, I am the Sudan Revolution and I hope you will be too. Bye guys.